The Moroglim, the spies, they came back with what is traditionally interpreted as a bad report. I prefer to call it a pessimistic and demoralizing report about the land that they were to spy on. And in a day and age when the world, especially on social media, is erupting with negative reports about Israel, I want to clarify what I believe is happening in this week's Parsha. Perhaps with this perspective, we can gain a better understanding of the psychology of pessimism and over-exaggeration as it pertains to global perceptions of Jews, as well as our own self-perception. So, we're told about the perception of the Miraglim. Interestingly, we never really hear the other side, which is the reality. So, why didn't the Torah counter the perception of the spies with the reality of the beauty of the land. Among the perceived realities of the spies was the physical dimensional aspect of the people who inhabited the land. They, the inhabitants, were perceived as giants, whereas the spies felt minuscule in the eyes of those giants. And we've just been through a parsha that dealt with the incessant complaints of the Jewish people, which much, <clears throat> which, um, usually stems from low self-esteem and low morale. And when your self-esteem is low, it's very easy to perceive that everyone else is a giant in in comparison to yourself. And sometimes this affects the youth of our generation. They hear about giants in all sectors of life, whether it's secular aspects, career, and including the Torah sector. And some of our youth feel that they can never match up to those leaders or those giants in whatever area they excel in. And this can be demoralizing to them without proper uh, parental and adult guidance. So to illustrate this idea, the Moroglims say that they felt like grasshoppers compared to the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and so we were in their eyes. And Rashi, interestingly, moves away from the grasshopper analogy and says that the Moroglum overheard the giants saying that there were ants crawling in the vineyards. The assumption was that the giants were referring to the Moroglum. And when you feel really bad about yourself, your perception of reality becomes grossly distorted. It's doubtful that this is actually what the Moroglum heard, but rather this is what they perceived. It's kind of inconceivable to think that the giants could care less about little ants in the vineyards. After all, they're giants. And this is especially relevant for us in Baltimore, who are living through cicada season, a once-in-17-year phenomena that happens to fall out during this Parsha. And those unfamiliar with cicadas, they look like big grasshoppers that fly and make tons of noise. It's all about perception, though, as we see with the grasshopper analogy in our Parsha, except we're seeing the reverse in Baltimore with our friendly cicadas. We think the cicadas are really bigger than they actually are. But the question is, why does Rashi feel the need to change the species from grasshoppers to ants? So to answer this, I want to give a real-life anecdote that just happened here in Baltimore. My daughter had a traumatic situation happen last week when the security guard at her school heard gunshots in the vicinity of the school. The school went immediately on lockdown, as per the protocol, and the girls were terrified. 
And when my daughter came home to tell me about what happened to her in school, her report went something like this. There were like a thousand gunshots right outside the school. There were like hundreds of police that came to surround the school, and it took a few hours before they stopped the lockdown and said it was safe to get up on the floor from the floor. Now, the reality was that there were nine gunshots heard about half a mile away from the school. There were a few police cars that came to the school, and I don't believe that Baltimore even has a thousand police cars. The lockdown was for about maybe 30 minutes, not a few hours, and not all the students were hiding on the floor. But obviously perceptions don't always match reality when things sound scary or bad. What the Moroglans saw and what they perceived were two entirely different scenarios. Rashi is telling us that when things are bad, we tend to exaggerate what's really going on, even though we really believe that this is the truth. Ants are much smaller than grasshoppers. It's bad enough to be as low as grasshoppers, but to be so low as an ant is a bit of an exaggeration. But this, according to Rashi, is what they actually perceive to be the truth. In this day and age, it's very easy to exaggerate the truth. Unfortunately, our enemies have latched onto this tactic by manipulating the media, and they're doing a fantastic job at it. The difference is that the media is knowingly manipulating the truth to achieve an agenda and to perpetuate a narrative, whereas the Miraglim unknowingly manipulated the truth. That's what had essentially, essentially had become their reality. <clears throat> in a recent article by psychologists Aaron and Judy Beck in the journal called Cognitive Therapy and Research, the researchers suggest that the root of psychological disorders is the exaggeration of commonplace thoughts. And they argue that treating exaggerated expectations will result in the return of normal processes as the discrepancies between maladaptive beliefs and reality are identified and distinguished from one from the other. And again, this is Psych 101 that we are seeing in our Parsha. We have to be able to distinguish between maladaptive beliefs and reality in order to get to the root causes of not just our own problems, but problems with manipulation of the world's perception. And this is not not an easy battle, but we can begin with ourselves. How many times do we have maladaptive beliefs about ourselves based on a situation or a trauma that influence our perception and manipulate reality? In working with trauma victims, I've seen this over and over again. Someone was in a car accident or was assaulted. They experienced a real trauma. However, human tendency is to exaggerate the perception and alter the reality. They can even get others unknowingly and unintentionally in most cases to believe that their version of events is exactly as they state. The lockdown at my daughter's school was real, but the details were somewhat exaggerated. But a skilled therapist is able to help these victims see the discrepancy in their perception of what happened in their eyes and what actually happened and return them to their optimal level of functioning. And this is perhaps why the Torah cryptically states, which seems superfluous in this uh, Pusuk, which means, and so we were in their eyes. How could they possibly see what was in the eyes of the giants? The answer is exactly the same question. How could it even be feasible for them to see what was in their eyes if they had not thought that this was their reality? They truly saw this as their reality once they felt that this is how others perceived it in the same way. 
So what we can take from this unfortunate part of our history is how to make sure that our perception of events is in line with reality. And the best way to do this, aside from going to a skilled therapist, is to do what we call a reality check. Ask people around you to share their opinion and then compare it to your own. You might be shocked and uh, possibly enlightened to hear how your pessimistic approach can be looked at from an optimistic viewpoint. And one of the many reasons why it's important for us to learn with a chavrusa, a study partner, is to be able to see things from another perspective. This way we can create a narrative based on reality and not fiction or maladaptive perception. The more positive we are in our perspective, the better the outcome. And that is Psych 101. Have a good Shabbos.